and welcome to the Peaceful Pastures podcast, finding peace in the pastures, spending 10 minutes each day with your shepherd. I am Pastor Daniel Lewig, and this podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministries of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. Today, we continue our next week of study in the book of Genesis. For first-time listeners, this podcast studies four chapters of Genesis for four days each week, listening to the word, capturing the context, putting yourself in the narrative, and applying the word to your life. On day one, we let the word speak. We try not to bring any preconceived pictures or thoughts into our head and just listen to the word. And as you listen, make a mental or paper note about what struck you or stood out to you, what confused you or what wowed you. And most importantly, allow yourself to listen at the foot of your shepherd. To prepare ourselves to listen to God's word, we begin with a short prayer. Heavenly Father, these things are written that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing we may have life in his name. Amen. Genesis chapters 41 through 44. At the end of two full years, Pharaoh also had a dream. In the dream, he was standing beside the river. There, right in front of him, seven beautiful fat cows came up out of the river and were grazing in the marsh grass. Just then, seven ugly thin cows came up out of the river behind them, and they stood beside the other cows on the bank of the river. The ugly thin cows ate up the seven beautiful fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. Pharaoh fell asleep again and dreamed a second time. He saw seven healthy, good heads of grain come up on one stalk. Right after that, seven thin heads of grain, blasted by the east wind, sprang up after them. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy, full heads. Pharaoh woke up and realized that it was a dream. The next morning he was very troubled, so he sent for all of Egypt's magicians and wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams but there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I remember my faults. Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me in custody in the house of the captain of the guard, me and the chief baker. We each had a dream during the same night, he and I. Each of us dreamed a dream that had its own interpretation. There was a young man with us, a Hebrew, a servant to the captain of the guard, and we told him our dreams, and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each man he gave the interpretation of his dream. It turned out exactly as he had interpreted them for us. Pharaoh restored me to my office, but hanged the chief baker. Then Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. Joseph shaved, changed his clothing, and went to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. I have heard it said about you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh, It is not in my power. God will give Pharaoh an answer to give him peace of mind. Pharaoh spoke to Joseph. In my dream there I was standing on the bank of the river, 
Suddenly, seven fat, beautiful cows came up out of the river and were grazing in the marsh grass. Just then, seven poor cattle, very ugly and thin, came up after them. They were uglier than any I had ever seen in the whole land of Egypt. The thin, ugly cattle ate up the seven, the first seven cattle, the fat ones, and when they had eaten them up, you could not even tell that they had eaten them because they were all still as ugly as they were at the beginning. Then I woke up. Later I had another dream in which I saw seven heads of grain grow up on one stalk. They were full and good. Then I saw seven heads of grain spring up after them. They were withered, thin, and blasted by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads of grain. I told the dream to the magicians, but there was no one who could explain it to me. Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God has declared to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cattle are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one dream. The seven thin, ugly cattle that came up after them are seven years, and also the seven empty heads of grain blasted by the east wind. They will be seven years of famine. This is the very thing I told Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Look, seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the whole land of Egypt. Seven years of famine will come up after them, and all the abundance in the land of Egypt will be forgotten. The famine will consume the land, and the abundance will not be remembered in the land because of the famine that follows, for it will be very severe. The double dream was shown to Pharaoh because this matter is established by God, and God will bring it to pass very soon. Let Pharaoh, therefore, look for a man who is wise and discerning, and set him over the land of Egypt. When Pharaoh does this, let him appoint overseers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. Let them collect all this food from these good years that are coming. Accumulate grain under the authority of Pharaoh to provide food for the cities, and let them store it. The food will be a reserve for the land against the seven years of famine that will take place in the land of Egypt so that the land does not perish because of the famine. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. Pharaoh said to his officials, Can we find anyone else like this man, a man who has the Spirit of God? Pharaoh said to Joseph, Because God has shown you all of this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you are. You shall be in charge of my house, and all my people will submit to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, Look, I have appointed you over the whole land of Egypt. Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. He dressed Joseph in robes made from the best linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in the second best chariot that he had. Men went ahead of him, crying out, Kneel down! Pharaoh appointed him over the whole land of Egypt. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but in the whole land of Egypt no one will lift up his hand or his foot without your permission. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zaphonath-Paneah, and he gave him Asenath, the daughter of Potiphera, priest of An, as a wife. Joseph went out and began to rule over the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. 
Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and traveled throughout the whole land of Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the earth produced plentiful harvests. He collected all the food during the seven good years in the land of Egypt, and he stored up the food in the cities. In every city, he stored the food from the fields that were around the city. Joseph stored up a huge amount of grain like the sand of the sea. Finally, he stopped keeping track because it was too much to measure. Two sons were born to Joseph before the first year of famine arrived. Asenath, the daughter of Potiphera, priest of An, gave birth to them. Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh because he said, God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's house. He named the second son Ephraim. He said, Yes, God has made me fruitful in the land where I was afflicted. So the seven years of abundance in the land of Egypt came to an end. The seven years of famine began just as Joseph had said. There was famine in every land, but in the whole land of Egypt there was bread. When the whole land of Egypt was starving, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph, do whatever he tells you. The famine spread over the face of the whole earth. Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. The famine was severe in the land of Egypt. The whole world came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain because the famine was severe all over the whole world. When Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why are you standing here looking at each other? He also said, Listen, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us there, so that we may live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin along with his other brothers because he said something bad might happen to him. The sons of Israel were among those who came to buy grain because of the famine in the land of Canaan. Joseph was the governor over the land. He was the one who sold grain to all the people of the land. Joseph's brothers came and bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them. But he acted like a stranger toward them and spoke harshly to them. He asked them, Where do you come from? They said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. Joseph remembered the dreams that he had dreamed about them and said, You are spies. You have come to see where the land is exposed. They said to him, No, my lord, your servants have come to buy food. We are all one man's sons. We are honest men. Your servants are not spies. He said to them, No, you have come to see where the land is exposed. They said, We, your servants, are twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. Listen, at the present time, the youngest remains with our father, and one is no more. Joseph said to them, It is just as I said, you are spies. This is how you will be tested. By the life of Pharaoh, you shall never get out of here unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you to get your brother. The rest of you will be kept under arrest so that your words may be tested whether you are telling the truth. Otherwise, by the life of Pharaoh, you are spies. He kept them all together, confined in the jail for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do what I tell you and you will live, because I fear God. If you are honest men, 
Let one of your brothers be confined in the jail, but the rest of you go and deliver grain to your houses to relieve the famine. Bring your youngest brother to me so that your words may be verified and you will not die. So they did as he said. They said to one another, We are certainly guilty concerning our brother because we saw the misery of his soul when he begged us, but we would not listen. This is why the misery has come upon us. Reuben answered them, Didn't I tell you, do not sin against the boy? But you would not listen. So now payment for his blood is being required from us. They did not know that Joseph understood them because an interpreter was being used between them. Joseph turned away from them and wept. After he returned and spoke to them, he seized Simeon from among them and tied him up before their very eyes. Then Joseph gave a command to fill their containers with grain to return each man's money into his to return each man's money into his sack and to give them food for the journey so all this was done for them they loaded their donkeys with their grain and departed from there when one of them opened his sack at the lodging place to give his donkey food he saw his money it was right there in the mouth of his bag he said to his brothers my money has been returned look there it is in my bag their hearts sank And they turned to one another, trembling, and said, What is this that God has done to us? They came to Jacob, their father, in the land of Canaan, and told him everything that had happened to them. They said, The man, the Lord of the land, spoke harshly to us and accused us of being spies against the country. We said to him, We are honest men. We are not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father. One brother is no more, and at the present time the youngest is with our father in the land of Canaan. That man, the Lord of the land, said to us, This is how I will know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me, take grain to relieve the famine at your houses, and go on your way. Bring your youngest brother to me. Then I will know that you are not spies, but that you are honest men. Then I will release your brother to you, and you will be allowed to conduct business in the land. Then as they emptied their sacks, they were surprised to see that each man's pouch of money was in his sack. When they and their father saw the pouch of money, they were afraid. Jacob, their father, said to them, You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. Reuben spoke to his father. You may put my two sons to death if I do not bring him back to you. Entrust him to my care, and I will bring him back to you again. Jacob said, My son shall not go down with you since his brother is dead and he alone is left. If he has a mishap on the journey that you are taking, you will bring my gray hairs down to the grave with sorrow. The famine in the land was severe, so when they had eaten all the grain that they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, Go back and buy a little more food for us. Judah said to him, The man sternly warned us, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. If you send our brother with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you do not send him, we will not go down, because the man said to us, You shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. Israel said, Why did you treat me so badly by telling the man that you had another brother? They said, The man interrogated us about ourselves and about our relatives. He asked, Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? We just answered his questions. 
Is there any way we could have known that he would say, bring your brother down here? Judah said to his father Israel, send the boy with me and we will get up and go so that we may live and not die, both we and you and also our little ones. I will serve as a guarantee for him. You can hold me accountable for him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him in front of you, then let me bear the blame forever. Look, if we had not delayed, we certainly could have returned for a second time by now. Their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then this is what you should do. Put some of the best products of the land into your containers and take a gift for the man. A little balm, a little honey, spices and myrrh, pistachios and almonds. Also take double the amount of silver with you. Take back the silver that was returned to the mouth of your bags. Perhaps it was an oversight. Also take your brother. Get going and return to the man. May God Almighty grant you mercy before the man so that he will release your other brother and Benjamin to you. But if I am deprived of my children, I am deprived. The men took that present, and they took double the amount of silver with them. They also took Benjamin. They got up, went down to Egypt, and stood before Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the manager of his house, Bring the men into the house, butcher an animal, and prepare it, for the men will dine with me at noon. The manager did as Joseph commanded and brought the men to Joseph's house. The brothers were afraid because they were brought to Joseph's house. They said, Because of the money that was returned in our bags the first time, we are being brought in, so that he may find a pretext against us, pounce on us, seize us as slaves, and take our donkeys. They approached the manager of Joseph's house and spoke to him at the door of the house. They said, Please, my lord, we really did come down the first time to buy food. When we came to the lodging place, we opened our bags, and to our surprise, each man's silver was in the mouth of his bag, the full amount of our money. We have brought it back with us. We have also brought down with us additional money to buy food. We do not know who put our money into our bags. He said, There is no problem. Do not be afraid. Your God, the God of your father, has given you treasure in your bags. I received your money. He brought Simeon out to them. The man brought the men into Joseph's house and gave them water so they could wash their feet. He gave their donkeys fodder. They prepared the gift for Joseph who was coming at noon because they heard that they would be eating bread there. When Joseph came home, they presented him with the gift that they had brought to the house and they bowed down to the ground in front of him. He asked them about their welfare. Is your father well, the old man of whom you spoke? Is he still alive? They said, Your servant, our father, is well. He is still alive. They bowed down and prostrated themselves. Joseph looked up and saw Benjamin, his brother, his mother's son, and he asked, Is this your youngest brother, the one you told me about? He said, God be gracious to you, my son. Joseph hurried out because he was overcome by his emotions over his brother, and he looked for a place to weep. He went into his room and wept there. Then he washed his face and came out. After he regained control of himself, he said, Serve the meal. They served Joseph by himself, the brothers by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves, because the Egyptians do not eat with Hebrews, for that is repulsive to the Egyptians. The brothers were seated in front of him, 
they were lined up in order, starting with the firstborn based on his birthright, down to the youngest based on his youth. And the men expressed their amazement to each other. He sent servings to them from his table, but Benjamin's portion was five times as much as any of theirs. They were drinking and they were feeling the effects. Joseph commanded the manager of his house, fill the men's bags with his bag. Put my cup, the silver cup, into the mouth of the bag of the youngest, along with his money for the grain. The manager did exactly what Joseph told him to do. As soon as it became light in the morning, the men were sent on their way with their donkeys. When they had left the city and still were not very far away, Joseph said to his manager, Get up and pursue those men. When you overtake them, ask them, Why have you repaid evil for good? Isn't this the cup that my Lord drinks from and that he uses for divination? By doing this, you have done evil. The steward caught up to them and spoke those words to them. They replied to him, Why does my Lord say such things? Your servants would never do such a thing. That money which we found in the mouth of our bags, we brought it back to you from the land of Canaan. Why then would we steal silver or gold out of your Lord's house? If your cup is found with any of your servants, let him die, and we will also be my Lord's slaves. He said, Fine, it will be as just as you have said. If it is found with anyone, he will be my slave, and the rest of you will be blameless. Then each man quickly lowered his bag to the ground, and each man opened his bag. The manager searched, beginning with the oldest and finishing with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's bag. Then they tore their clothing, and each man loaded his donkey and returned to the city. When Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, he was still there. They fell to the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What did you think you were doing? Didn't you know that a man like me can discover things by divination? Judah said, What can we tell my Lord? What can we say? How can we clear ourselves? God has exposed the guilt of your servants. Here we are. We are my Lord's slaves, both we and the one whose hand the cup was found. Joseph said, I would never do that. The man in whose hand the cup was found will be my slave. But as for the rest of you, go in peace to your father. Then Judah approached him and said, O my Lord, please let your servant speak to my Lord directly. Do not let your anger burn against your servant, because you are just like Pharaoh. My Lord asked his servants, Do you have a father or a brother? We said to my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child from his old age, a young one. His brother is dead, and he alone is left for my mother, and his father loves him. You said to your servants, Bring him down to me, so that I may see him with my own eyes. We said to my Lord, The boy cannot leave his father, for if he were to leave his father, his father would die. You said to your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you will never see my face again. And so it was that when we came to your servant, my father, we told him about the words of my Lord. Our father said, Go again, buy us a little food. We said, We cannot go down. If our youngest brother is with us, we will go down because we cannot see the man's face unless our younger brother is with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife gave birth to two sons for me. The one has departed from me, and I said, I am sure he is torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. If you take this one away from me as well, and mishap comes upon him, you will bring my gray hairs down to the grave with sorrow. 
So now when I come to your servant, my father, and the boy is not with us, since my father's life is bound up in the boy's life, when he sees that the boy is no longer more, he will die. Your servants will bring down the gray hairs of your servant, our father, to the grave with sorrow. For your servant became a guarantee for the boy to my father. I said, if I do not bring him to you, then I will bear the blame for my fo- before my father forever. So please let your servant stay as a slave to my Lord instead of the boy, and let the boy go up with his brothers. For how can I go up to my father if the boy is not with me? How could I stand to see the evil that will come upon my father? This wraps up today's podcast. We invite you to join in next time and take the opportunity to share our podcast with someone in your life who could use some peace in the pastures. You can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at Christ Countryside Wells, W-E-L-S, at yahoo.com. Our podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministry of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. Music used with permission from Koine, part of their soundtrack to Oh That the Lord Would Guide My Ways. You can find their music on iTunes and many other online musical stores. Scripture used in this podcast is from the Evangelical Heritage Version, used with permission from the Wartburg Project. This is Pastor Daniel Lewig wishing you God's richest blessings on your day.